This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Welcome to GrowthToFreedom.com, the show that brings you inspiration, transformation, and leadership. We're helping you connect the dots, see the blind spots, and get unstuck so you can go out and generate more leads, more sales, more profits. More importantly, so you can go out and have a bigger reach, a bigger impact, and make a bigger contribution. Welcome to this segment of GrowthToFreedom.com. I have a quick question for you. What can a mad genius and a middle-aged third baseman teach you about getting your next big breakthrough, about achieving prosperity, and a whole lot more? Well, this expert is someone uniquely qualified. Quick backstory. In the early 1990s, I got connected to a gentleman named Michael Wickett, who is a best-selling publisher at Nightingale Conant. My wife at the time's grandmother worked for him. He got us together and I sat down with Michael. I had just written the manuscript of my first book called A Champion in the Making. And I said, Michael, if you were me really wanting to go into the publishing business, who would you follow? Who would you find to guide you, to coach you, et cetera? And one of five names popped up. The very first name was Randy Gage. And since that time, I've gone through his copywriting courses, his Speakers Institute, that which I'm not even sure exists anymore, uh, and a whole lot more. And fast forward a couple of years, a good friend of mine, Joshua Schaffern, who had to help grow and do some amazing things together, was working with Randy on a joint project, and they needed to fill some seats for an event. And lo and behold, we did some campaigns and apparently, you know, did over six figures on a teleseminar with Randy as partner at the time, Ford Sakes and more. Now, if you don't know who Randy Gage is, I want to really ask you to lean in here. If you're driving, you want to pull over, put your car in park, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper right now. Why? He is one of the deepest, deepest thinkers you're ever going to meet. He's not your typical business gloss over uh, strategy tactic person. He's a critical thinker who's going to make you approach your business. He's going to challenge you and he's going to challenge your life and business in a whole new way. He's the author of 13 books that have been uh, published in 25 languages, including New York Times bestselling bestsellers. Risky is the safe, the new safe and mad genius. He's spoken and impacted over 2 million people in over 50 countries. He's a member of the Speakers Hall of Fame and the Direct Selling Hall of Fame. And when he's not prowling the podium or finishing up a manuscript for his next book, uh, you'll probably find him playing third base on his softball team somewhere. So, Randy, welcome. It's so grateful to have you here. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored you you upgraded me to middle age softball <laughs> player as opposed to uh, senior division. <laughs> softball you don't player. look like you've aged since I ever got introduced to you. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, uh, trust me, I have my back. Yeah. Is, you know. <laughs> yeah, our body reminds us of that most mornings, right? 
So I want to dive into it because we just have a few minutes and that was our promise. I mean, you've been on this journey for decades, influenced, impact millions of people. We've just gone through one of the greatest, you know, crises, or maybe we're still in the middle of it. You know, a lot of uncertainty out there. Uh, what do you see are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making right now, either, you know, as it relates specifically to their business combined with their life? The biggest mistakes people are, I see them making now are the same ones they usually make, which is they're reacting to stimulus around them. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the COVID-19 pandemic, the recent presidential election, the latest hurricane that's coming through or went through, they're reacting to that. They're not mindfully planning ahead. They're not mindfully thinking, okay, how do I look around the corner? How do I get ahead of what's coming out? Um, and just the big, big questions. Who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? What kind of business do I want to be working? I, I don't think they're doing enough self-examination. So what, what can someone do then to, you know, kind of get on track, if you will, you know, sometimes unlearning is far more valuable than learning, right? To get on track. So, so what, what advice would you give someone one to three strategies that could help them get that next big breakthrough? One of the things I wrote in Mad Genius was to schedule thinking time every mm -hmm. week. And everybody who read the book is like, oh my God, what a great idea. Yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. And then they never did it. You know, when I talk to people in coaching, people in my coaching program, things like that, they're, they're kind of stuck and they don't know really what they want to be when they grow up. And, and I say, you know, when is the last time you actually unplugged your devices and spent 45 minutes in thought with yourself? Right. And we could talk about meditation and do you do, you know, have some, but like things like that, I've just determined, okay, I, I have to have self-development time in the morning. I don't have any music playing in my house. I don't have any TVs, radios playing in my house. When I'm writing, I'm writing. And when I'm not writing, I'm thinking. So even when I'm making my bed, I'm preparing my protein shake after my workout or whatever, I don't have background noise. I'm alone with my thoughts. Um, the, and, and so I, I kind of was joking in this blog I wrote the other day that the, you know, the second best prosperity advice I could ever give you is unplug from your devices once a week for 45 minutes or 60 minutes and be alone with your thoughts and just have a journal and a pen nearby if you want to journal something down. Um, but not a phone, not a tablet, because then you're going to get the email thing or the breaking news alert or any of that crap. Um, and, and just give yourself that chance. And then the, and of course, they always say, well, then what's the first most important? And that question and that answer is when you charge your phone and your devices at night, put it in a different room than you mm. sleep. Right. There's so many people, the la you know, their Instagram post is the last thing they do before they go to bed. And the CNN breaking news alert is the first thing they see when they wake up. And the human mind cannot 
It cannot operate at a high level if you're given it that kind of stimuli. So if you started with that kind of just self-examination time, that's what leads you to the, the big picture stuff. Uh, like, you know, the, uh, I've got my blog right now. I, I think I've done three so far. I think there's seven main areas of your life that you make decisions on. And they're going to determine if you're healthy, happy, and prosperous, right? And you, you get a philosophy in each of those areas. Like health, you know, you have a philosophy about health. You think either food comes from factories and your kitchen is filled with stuff with expiration dates two years from now, or you think food should be natural, like fruits and vegetables and nuts, right? Uh, you think exercise is just for elite athletes, or you think it's that everybody needs exercise, right? You create a philosophy around that. You create a philosophy around relationships. You create a, a philosophy around money and finance, right? So I picked those seven areas, and that's what I'm working on in the blog right now. And I think that's what people don't realize is they, they develop that philosophy usually when they were a kid, unknowingly, subconsciously, just like if your parents argued all the time and one cheated on the other or they were abusive, you developed a philosophy about relationships and marriage that before you were 10 years old that you didn't even know you developed it, but it's there, right? Yep. So how often as adults do we actually go back and say, what is my philosophy in this area? What are the core foundational beliefs that I have in this area? And that's the kind of, that's the kind of real self-examination I'm talking about. Now, over the decades, you've you know, been involved in direct selling. You've, been, you've had your Speakers Institute. You've had a training business. I mean, you've had your hands in a lot of different you know, businesses. Why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, you could have retired many moons ago. And you know, I love getting this psychology and philosophy from someone who just continues to appear to live their passion. Why, why do you continue to do what you do, Randy? Well, I retired when I was like 40, I think <laughs> my first midlife crisis, and that lasted a few months. And then I realized I can't do this. I, I need to be doing something significant. I thought I'm going to race cars, drink out of a coconut and play softball every day. Those would be the, my life. And I realized, no, that, that's a really vapid, shallow life with no challenge. And, no, and you're still doing those three things, but you're still doing the business stuff too. Right. Because I realized, hey, my work, you know, I, you know I, like I told you just before we went live with this, that you know, I just sent the 14th book to the publisher. It's called Radical Rebirth. And um, I feel like it's the culmination of all my work so far in prosperity and success and the mental part of the game and all of that. And, and that's what it's, I put up the, uh, like the pre-order page, you know, people who want to pre-order, which by the way, you guys watching is, I hope I got this right. Randygage.com forward slash radical rebirth. And, uh, you know, I put something to the effect, like warning, when you read this book, you might quit your job, divorce your spouse, 
run away with the circus, join a lesbian commune, <laughs> run away with the circus, get a tattoo, discover <laughs> your real sexuality, uh, or all of the above, you know, because that's what real self-examination should be. It should be uncomfortable. It should be threatening. It should be, you know, how many people are dentists because three generations of their family were dentists? Yep. Or they're soldiers because every generation since the Civil War has been in the military. Sometimes we just, like me, that was my path. I was going to grow up in Madison, Wisconsin and go to fish fries on Friday night and drink Pabst Blue Ribbon beer and be a, a fan of the Green Bay Packers and work at the auto factory, the GM factory in Janesville. And that was my, that's what you did in, when I grew up then in Wisconsin. And I realized, well, I don't even like fish. I hate ugly uniforms. I hate cold winter. And <laughs> you know, I want to live somewhere with palm trees and do different things. And so my life was transformed at 17 years old. I had a beat up 71 Plymouth. I packed everything that would fit into it. And I drove down to Miami by myself at 17 years old. I had no apartment. I didn't have a job. I didn't know a single soul in Miami. But I had a dream that I wanted to live in a tropical paradise. And uh, I stayed at a, a, a roach-infested uh, hooker hotel on Biscayne Boulevard, which was $17 a night or $11 a night for like three months until I had found a job and saved up enough money to deposit and get an apartment and everything. Uh, but that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it was the result of, of not just accepting the pathway that seemed to be laid out for me, but actually doing the critical thinking, doing the self-examination of, is that really the life that I want to live? And speaking of living the life you want to live, you know, this journey you've taken, it took you from that place, right? In that rat, that roach infested place, right? To now having impacted millions and millions of people. Right. Yeah. I, I can see the smile, you know, uh, on your face because I mean, you love doing that. You love turning people on as I observe it. You love being able to challenge people to the, be their better selves. Right. It's gotta be a little uncomfortable, right? It's like irritated oysters, great, great pearls. Um, yeah, and you asked about retirement. Um, the, uh, you know, swatch, right. The swatch yeah. watches. So I was doing, a uh, symposium in Central Europe with uh, the founder of Swatch. Okay, this is back in the late 90s. Uh, and he was just back then, I think he was like 80. And we were doing and he was just this really he was this ornery character just bigger than life. He wore like four watches. He'd have and he owned like nine watch companies, right? Swatches just was just one of them. He had watches that sold for $200,000. He had $50,000 lines. And so he had nine watch companies and he had them all competing with each other. So he wore four of them. You know, he'd have an $11 swatch and a $200,000 one and whatever. 
So that's so we're doing the 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 uh, uh, press conference to promote this big conference that he and I are doing, and one of this young reporter says to him, uh, um, "You know, you're like in your 80s, and you've already worth billions of dollars, and you've you know founded all these companies. Have you ever thought about retiring?" And he said, "Entrepreneurs are artists." and artists never retire. Mm. And the moment he spoke those words, I said, oh my God, that's why I couldn't retire. That's why I couldn't say, because I'm an artist, because what I do is an art form. And, and that, you know, and I've really kept that philosophy ever since. And yeah, so I don't ever see myself retiring. I feel like, uh, so I literally, uh, for you guys watching, I had, I had told Dan three minutes before we started this, I had sent the final manuscript, but I'm already working on book number 15, right? <laughs> yep. And I've got an outline for book number 16, right? Because I have stuff that I want to share stuff that I have to get out, um, because I think it's important for people. And so that's what I think life is about is, you know, we have to keep, examining ourselves and challenging ourselves to keep moving toward, to, to stay on this pathway of becoming the, sorry about that, I thought I had my phone off, uh, you know, becoming the highest possible version of ourselves. That's what the journey's got to be about. And I'm, I'm curious, Randy, like, as you think in your journey, and maybe it's now, maybe it's in the past, who are those you've looked to, whether you call them mentors, advisors, coaches that have inspired or inspire you, right, to get beyond your own level of thinking? Uh, Ayn Rand, that was, you know, Atlas Shrugged was the most influential book I've ever read. Uh, Ernest Holmes, Science of Mind, uh, Reverend Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, uh, Emily Cady. Those are the the I'm more of a reader, so books really speak to me, and those were the kind of the the books that really challenged my beliefs and got me thinking about what I think about. Uh, so those people really uh, were probably my my. I never met them because they most of them right. I mean, I met a few. I met Og Mandino, for instance. I knew Og. Um, and I knew Jim Rohn. And I, so I've known some people like that. But most of them were people that were already no longer on this earth. But they had left these books, which was their continuing work to influence us. Yeah, what I, what I love about that perspective, too, is the experts and the advisors, if you will, the collective you named, they're not tactical-based teachers. They're principle-based teachers. Yeah philosophy based. And that's what I love about the work that you represent is it's philosophy based. It's timeless. Like it'll be good today. It'll be good in three decades, at least overall, the overall body of work. What, uh, you know, if someone wanted to go deeper with you, right, you've got amazing work, you've got an amazing body of work and all kinds of different facets. Where can people connect with you, Randy? Where can they get in touch with you to learn more? Okay, so randygage.com. That's kind of my Starfleet command site. You can find everything on there. I've got a blog. I've got a prosperity podcast. Whenever I'm doing, uh, I have public programs I'm doing. You could find them on there. My Whenever my next book is going to come out, 
you read about it there. Uh, and then I have a newsletter uh, ran, uh, called Gage on Prosperity. So that's right on the homepage. I would suggest people sign up for that. And I put out a, uh, a newsletter each week called Friday Philosophy. Uh, just dealing with something that I'm thinking about that I think you should be thinking about. And I would encourage you, go to randygage.com. I know that a couple of our mutual friends, Randy, one wanted to say hi, Gail Kingsbury, who is going to be a part of this celebration of 300 episodes and 30 years of my journey and the important people in it. She's also one of them. And she wanted me to Great. Yeah, I give her my best. Yes. And Stephanie Frank, who I believe oh, yeah, yeah. Stephanie uh, really well. We've been friends for about 20 years. And uh, I want to encourage you, go check out Randy's work. I'll finish the story. Close the loop. Michael Wickett shared five people I should follow. One, the number one person was Randy Gage. I started studying Rand, Randy's stuff, and it was a catalyst to learning how to write copy, to communicate better, to influence better, ultimately to sell better, either online, offline, in print, or otherwise. That led to a $20 million company, not once that got sold, but two companies that ultimately got sold as a catalyst from that beginning. Now, I can't promise you you're going to do that. I'm going to say you'll probably do nothing. You'll probably get nothing. You'll probably all that sort of disclaimer stuff that you want to add. But what if Michael Wickett would not have said, go learn from Randy Gage? What would it have cost me? The reason I asked Randy to be here is I know how he was a catalyst and igniter for me. And I'd love him to be an igniter for you. Go check out his work. Go to randygage.com. That's randygage.com. Check out the newsletter. Check out the Prosperity Program. Check out his new books. Uh, there's a wealth of wisdom that he will bring you in a very easy to understand, practical way. But be warned, you will be challenged. You definitely will be challenged. Now, Randy, what would be one to three action steps you hope our viewers, our listeners take from our short time together today? Really set aside that thinking time, right? Get a look at your planner, your, whether you do it on your phone or you have a paper one, whatever, and literally say, okay, on Thursday, between 3 o'clock and 3.45, I'm going to schedule some thinking time. Uh, and then I would say, check out your morning routine. What is your, do you, you know, can you work around your schedule to start your day with some self-development time? And don't check the email box and don't check the phone alerts, but start with a positive podcast or reading a positive book, personal growth, self-development. And I think you really create your consciousness for the day, you know, by that first, how you spend the first half an hour, hour of your day is really going to determine how happy, how productive, how influential you're, you're going to be during the day. So um, I'm a big believer in that, setting your mindset and your intentions that way. I encourage you, take action with what Randy shared with you. Build in that thinking time. Set the time to schedule. Check out your morning ritual. Get that 30 to 60 minutes for you. Not everybody else, but for you. And watch what happens. Randy, it's a pleasure to have you, my friend. Thank you. Great to be on again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. 
Uh, let people know what you think of the Power of Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.